Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. The White House and other officials have been walking it back, but President Joe Biden standing by his highly controversial statement about Russian President Vladimir Putin. Russia and Ukraine resume peace talks today as Russia's war in Ukraine enters its second month. A federal judge has ordered a Trump attorney to hand over emails to the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th riot. The judge also issued an opinion finding that former President Trump allegedly attempted to obstruct certification of the presidential election. He hasn't announced, but a new Siena College poll finds disgraced ex-New York Governor Cuomo stands a chance at securing the state's Democratic nomination for governor. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences considered kicking actor Will Smith out of the Oscars ceremony after he slapped comedian Chris Rock. And good morning. I'm Deborah Valentine with your top five at five. President Biden standing by his controversial comment about Russia's president. In Poland, Saturday, Biden said, for God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. Biden insists he does not regret the comment and won't retract his spontaneous comment that Putin be removed from power in response to his invasion of Ukraine. I'm not walking anything. The fact of the matter is I was expressing the more outrage I felt toward the way Putin is dealing and the actions of this man, just just brutality of half the children in Ukraine. I just come from being with those families. The White House and Secretary of State Antony Blinken went into spin mode. The White House responded by clarifying the president's statement and the Secretary of State Sunday issued remarks from Israel. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov Sunday denounced the EU and the U.S. for trying to dictate a world order according to their whims and for trying to force Russia and China to bend to the West will. Face-to-face peace talks between Russia and Ukraine are getting underway today. Ukrainian leaders are hoping for a ceasefire in Russia's war on Ukraine. However, a senior U.S. official has warned Russia's President Vladimir Putin is not ready to make compromises. The official told Reuters that Putin would not be willing to make concessions at this point. Here's Texas Republican Congressman Mike McCall, a member of the House Foreign Affairs Committee on CNN. This is more than they lost in Afghanistan in their war against the Mujahideen. And it's far more than we lost in Iraq and Afghanistan over 20 years. I think this is going to have a profound impact on the Russian people. Russia's invasion of Ukraine is in its second month. Ukraine claims 17,000 Russian soldiers have been killed during the war. Military hardware such as tanks, aircraft and ships have either been seized or destroyed. Federal judge out in California Monday ordered conservative attorney John Eastman, a former law professor at Chapman University, to turn over emails to the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th riot. And the U.S. District Judge David Carters also wrote that based on the evidence he saw, 
He also said more than likely that President Trump corruptly attempted to obstruct the joint session of Congress on January 6, 2021. Here's New York uh, congressional reporter, New York Times congressional reporter Luke Broadwater on MSNBC. I mean, the language of the judge was uh, eviscerating to the John Eastman's argument. And it was uh, highly damning of President Trump. And so this uh, will give them more fuel as they go and consider the criminal referrals and uh, potentially take that to the Justice Department. Eastman claimed 10 of the 111 emails contain privileged information and should be kept private. Eastman's attorney says he will cooperate. Former President Trump has not responded to Judge Carter's opinion. A new Siena College poll finds that disgraced ex-New York Governor Andrew Cuomo would instantly transform an uncompetitive Democratic primary into a competitive contest. The poll finds Cuomo with 30 percent support among registered Democrats. New York Governor Hochul, who replaced Cuomo when he resigned, has 38 percent support. Governor Hochul promised this at New York City Mayor Eric Adams' victory celebration last November. I'm here to declare that there is a new day dawning and a whole new era of cooperation where the only thing where the city of New York and the state of New York are fighting about is fighting to make your lives better. We will fight for you, not fight each other anymore. Without Cuomo in the race, the poll indicates Hochul at 52% support, holding a commanding 40-point lead with public advocate Jamani Williams at 12% and Congressman Tom Suozzi at 11%. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences strongly considered kicking actor Will Smith out of the Oscars ceremony after he went on stage and slapped Chris Rock. The incident after Rock made a joke calling Smith's wife was alopecia G.I. Jane. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. The Film Academy released a statement Monday afternoon condemning the actor's violent actions, and a spokesperson for the organization said the Academy condemns the actions of Mr. Smith. Smith went on to win Best Actor, the award for King Richard, the Academy investigating the incident, and could force Smith to give back his Oscar. And uh, Rock has said, though, that he will not press charges. Smith apologized during his tearful acceptance speech. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunny, our high 41 tonight. Mostly clear, the low 29. Tomorrow, partly sunny, the high 46 with a 20% chance of afternoon showers. Right now, 24 degrees, mostly clear skies in Manhattan. President Biden Monday unveiled his fiscal 2023 budget totaling 5.8 trillion with a T dollars. The White House says that the fiscal 2023 budget, which includes a tax hike on billionaires and other reforms, would reduce the deficit by over $1 trillion over the next decade. Compared to 2020, we're reducing the size of the deficit relative to our economy by almost two-thirds, reducing inflationary pressures, and making real headway cleaning up the fiscal mess I inherited. After my president's, my, excuse me, my predecessor's fiscal mismanagement, we were reducing the Trump deficits and returning our fiscal house to order. Biden's plan includes tax hikes targeting the wealthy and increased funding for the military and domestic programs. 
The budget avoids specific funding requests for Biden's failed Build Back Better proposal instead and includes a deficit neutral reserve fund for a future agreement between the administration and Congress. Well, the Hunter Biden tax probe picking up steam. Prosecutors are interviewing associates and witnesses about Biden's foreign business dealings. The Wall Street Journal reports that prosecutors from the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware are investigating money the president's son received from the Ukrainian natural gas company Burisma. They're also investigating how that money was spent. Here's Joe Biden responding to a voter in Iowa during his presidential campaign in 2019. That's not true. And no one has ever said that. No one has proved that. You said I set up my son to work in an oil company. Isn't that what you said? Get your words straight, Jack. A source also told the journal that one person was extensively questioned in front of the grand jury back in February. The questioning focused on Hunter Biden's alleged drug and alcohol use, spending habits and mental state. The highly controversial don't say gay bill is now the law of the land down in Florida. Republican Governor Ron DeSantis has signed it into law. It bans teachers from giving classroom instruction on sexual orientation or gender identity in kindergarten through third grade. I don't care what corporate media outlets say. I don't care what Hollywood says. I don't care what big corporations say. Here I stand. I'm not backing down. Critics claim it bans any discussion pertaining to being gay in Florida schools. Florida-based Disney faced backlash from customers and employees for not immediately opposing the bill. The bill takes effect July 1, and teachers who breach its regulations can be sued by parents. The U.S. House of Representatives poised to pass legislation this week that could legalize marijuana. It's a stark reversal from the Reagan-era war on drugs that reverberated through the 1990s. Past drug laws have disproportionately hit minority communities. Part of the reasoning here. Here's Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York last year. The war on drugs has too often been a war on people, particularly people of color. The House has voted twice in the past year to enable legally operating cannabis businesses to do things like use banking services and credit cards instead of cash only. On Thursday, the U.S. Senate unanimously passed a bill to expand scientific and medical research on marijuana and its compounds. The bill legalizing marijuana has near uniform support among Democrats. As peace talks resume in Turkey today between Russia and Ukraine, Russia calls President Joe Biden's comments about President Vladimir Putin alarming. Biden said the Russian president cannot remain in power. Secretary of State Antony Blinken in Israel among U.S. officials clarifying that statement. We do not have a strategy of regime change in Russia or anywhere else for that matter. It's up to uh, the Russian people. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said he was willing to discuss his country's neutrality in order to end the war without delay ahead of the upcoming talks. But in a video address Sunday, Zelensky said he would not sacrifice his country's territorial integrity. The hardline position is ahead of that new round of peace talks with Russia set to take place beginning today in Istanbul, Turkey. 77 WABC time check, 515. And that means it's time for Justin Ellick with sports. Morning, Justin. Good morning, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. All eyes were on the Knicks last night as the only local sports team in action, and rightfully so, as the Orange and Blue went toe-to-toe with the Chicago Bulls in an attempt to roll out their fourth straight win. They did they would do just that, excuse me, behind a combined 55 points from R.J. Barrett and Alec Burks. 
as the well-rounded performance out of New York was enough to outlast Chicago's DeMar DeRozan and his 37 points. The Knicks take a 109-104 win into an off day today before welcoming in the Charlotte Hornets tomorrow night. In terms of this evening, the Nets are going are getting set to host the Detroit Pistons at the Barclays Center. That tip-off is scheduled for 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Two ice hockey games to set a reminder for as well in Rangers at Penguins and Islanders at Blue Jackets. Both of those puck drops are set for 7 p.m couple of notes worth mentioning out of the NFL yesterday, as the NFL has unanimously approved the Buffalo Bills proposal for a new $1.4 billion stadium. The 30-year lease on the grounds is set to begin in 2026, and work has already begun on preparing the site. Also regarding the NFL, a change in the league's controversial Rooney Rule was announced yesterday, as all 32 teams are now required to hire a minority offensive assistant coach for the 2022 season. This amendment comes as part of a series of policy enhancements that are meant to address the league's ongoing diversity efforts. Teams that already have at least one coach that fits this requirement will not be required to add another. And as we gear up for MLB's opening day next week, bittersweet news comes out of St. Louis as the Cardinals have brought back future Hall of Famer Albert Pujols for his swan song. The first baseman turned DH confirmed the inevitable inevitable yesterday as he rejoined the Redbirds at their spring training facility in Jupiter, Florida, saying, quote, this is it for me. This is my last run. The 42-year-old returns to St. Louis with 679 career home runs, needing 21 more dingers to reach that elusive 700 mark. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. That's Justin. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, our highs 41. Overnight, mostly clear skies. The low dips to 29. Partly sunny skies Wednesday. The highs 46, just a 20% chance of afternoon showers. Right now, 24 degrees, mostly clear skies here in Manhattan. Frank Morano is along with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The opening bell rings this morning after stocks closed higher on Monday as oil prices fell despite the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones gained 94 points, the S&P 500 added 32 points, and the Nasdaq jumped by 185 points. The curve is flattening as investors bet the Federal Reserve will tighten policy rapidly enough to risk a sustained slowdown in growth. U.S. five-year yields climbed nine basis points to 2.63%, rising above those on 30-year bonds. Shorter maturities have been selling off faster than their longer-dated peers this year. As investors ratchet up expectations, the Fed will raise rates to combat inflation. Elon Musk might be adding another company to his roster soon. In a series of tweets over the weekend, Musk said that he's not happy about how democratic Twitter is and suggested some sort of change is needed. He kicked things off with a Twitter poll asking people whether they believe that Twitter rigorously adheres to the principle of free speech as essential to a functional democracy. He asked his followers to vote carefully as the consequences of the poll will be important. Concerns related to both the energy transition and energy security have been thrown into sharp relief by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Russia is a major supplier of oil and gas, and over the past few weeks, a number of major economies have laid out plans to reduce their reliance on its hydrocarbons. On Friday, the U.S. and European Commission issued a statement on energy security in which they announced the creation of a joint task force on the subject. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. Back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. 
Dow futures this morning in the green. Dow's up under 36 points at 34,989. S&P 500 up 19 and a half. The Nasdaq's climbed 59 and a half. Gold in the red down $29.60 at $1,911 per ounce. Crude oil this morning up a quarter at $106.21. The WABC Early News. Well, good morning. I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. New York City's Mayor Eric Adams shared terrifying surveillance video of a mother and her autistic toddler being robbed at gunpoint. In his tweet, the mayor said the video highlights the need to bring back the controversial anti-gun unit to the Big Apple. Adams' tweet took aim at opponents of his anti-gun unit designed to remove illegal guns and cut illegal Gang activity, Adams and ABC back in January. We have a good plan. We have a good police commissioner. She's in now doing a real analysis to have the right balance because the balance is not just heavy handed policing. It's public safety and justice. What we do uh, long term and what we do right now. More than 200 specially trained officers from the NYPD's neighborhood safety teams are targeting 30 high-crime neighborhoods. And you can see more video of that incident that the mayor tweeted about. It's up on our website, wabcradio.com. The MTA continuing to struggle financially due to the impact of the COVID-19 viral pandemic with rate hikes and service adjustments looming. Revenue is under budget due to lagging ridership. Deputy Chief of Management and Budget Mark Young during the MTA's Finance Committee meeting. The MTA is still falling well short of its revenue budget targets. Uh, there may be at least a, modestly pe- a modest piece of good news in the sense that, uh, while well, one, ridership is gradually is improving and, and getting larger, and the magnitude of the revenue shortfall we saw in February was less, significantly less than it was in January. Young said the authority's revenue fell $153 million below budget. The MTA did receive $15 billion in federal relief monies, but did not forecast ridership drops due to the Omicron variant. The MTA is reevaluating its ridership levels. The agency's 2022 budget anticipates about $90 million of revenue from a potential increase in July if its board approves it. A person who attacked a 73-year-old man crossing the street in Midtown on the run this morning. Police say the suspect, 34-year-old Dominic Stanton, allegedly knocked a man to the ground near 40th Street and 8th Avenue Sunday morning. Earlier, detectives say Stanton tried to steal this guy's wallet as he tried to purchase lottery tickets. Stanton reportedly followed the man from the store, pushed him to the ground, and repeatedly kicked him before he fled empty-handed. Stanton has been charged with attempted robbery, attempted grand larceny, and assault. And you can take a look at the video of that incident on our Twitter page as cops look for the, this guy. It's at 77 WABC Radio. And two recent subway attacks as well, and uh, suspects here at large as well. An 18-year-old was walking into the 14th Street subway station between 6th and 7th Avenues when the suspect suddenly was struck in the head. This happened about 4 a.m. Sunday. The suspect fled that scene, and that teen was taken to the hospital for treatment. Also, some kind of a dispute led a 41-year-old man to be stabbed in the torso. This happened on the number 3 train in Harlem about 11.30 p.m. Sunday. The suspect fled the 148th Street subway station. The victim was taken to a Harlem hospital in stable condition, both incidents under investigation. We told you about this yesterday on the 77 WABC Early News. A homeless man who has been living in a Manhattan treehouse at Riverbank State Park in Manhattan for months and months arrested yesterday. 
44-year-old Rewell Altunaga was taken into custody after allegedly attacking a New York Post reporter with a huge branch. And police say the man also whacked a New York Post photographer. Tell me, why you take the picture here? Why? Picture here for me every day, please. Tell me, why? Oh, This unprovoked attack took place right in front of NYPD officers and city park officials who were there to try and evict the man from his treehouse. Police say the man was charged with assault and criminal mischief. Well, that's 11-time Grammy winner Taylor Swift there. She'll receive an honorary degree and address NYU graduates at their combined graduation this May. School officials say the university will hold a doubleheader commencement at Yankee Stadium May 18th. Postponed by the viral pandemic, the combined graduation will honor the classes of 2020, 2021, and 2022. $850 $850 million in public funds being committed towards construction of a new Buffalo Bills stadium. The project has a state-projected price tag of $1.4 billion, all part of a 30-year lease agreement reached on Monday. Here's PSE Executive Vice President Ron Rakula. I think our fans are going to love this stadium. It's going to be built for the Bills, built for the Buffalo fans. They'll really like what we have to offer. New York Governor Kathy Hochul announced that New York will commit $600 million in funds. It'll be in her budget that she releases this Friday. Erie County will commit $250 million towards their new stadium. The NFL and the Bills will commit $550 million in financing. The proposed 60,000-plus seat facility will be built across the street from the Bills' current stadium. Your forecast from their MC Monster Weather Center. Sunny today, our highs 41, the overnight low 29, mostly clear skies. Tomorrow, partly sunny, the highs 46 with a slight chance of showers in the afternoon. Right now, 24, mostly clear skies. Well, the former chief of the Food and Drug Administration predicted Wednesday that the federal mask mandate for places like airplanes and other public transportation will be lifted next month. That if the U.S. isn't still battling a COVID-19 resurgence fueled by the highly contagious Omicron subvariant BA2. Dr. Scott Gottlieb expects the transportation mandate to be lifted when it expires. That happens April 18th. We do see infections going up right now, but not dramatically. And we've seen infections starting to come down in Western Europe. So it could be that this BA2 wave that we've expected could be a brief wave. It won't be a very big wave of infection. And against that backdrop, I think they can continue to lift it. So Americans, for now, will still need those face coverings on planes, trains, and buses, as well as inside public transportation facilities till the Biden administration mandate is possibly lifted. Again, that may happen April 18th. 77 WABC time check, 529. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC early news. Back right after this. It's the WABC early news on 77 WABC.